Whether you are new to the living healthy lifestyle or a healthy living veteran, this is the place for the honest answers to your questions. Naturally Savvy with registered holistic nutritionist Andrea Donsky and health journalist Lisa Davis on RadioMD.com. Hello, hello, everybody. I am Andrea Donsky, and my co-host Lisa Davis is not here today, but we have an unbelievably amazing guest today. We're going to talk about practicing medicine in today's digital age. And in his newly published book, Healing the Soul, Unexpected Stories of Courage, Hope, and the Power of the Mind, prominent neurologist Bupendra Katri is joining us today on Naturally Savvy Radio. Welcome to the show, Dr. Katri. Thank you very much. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, I'd love to set up the show and and for those who are listening who heard the title of your book and we're going to talk about exploring the subconscious mind and healing, tell us a little bit about what the book is about and what led you to write it. So the book is about healing um, and you know, as physicians, we, we prescribe medications, we want to make sure that the patients heal and they do well. But we do recognize that a lot of times we cannot cure the disease, for example, cancer, stroke, but we can heal the patient. And and that's the book uh, discusses in great detail about that. The other thing is the power of the mind, the power of the subconscious mind. It's so powerful. Uh, and it it does help with the healing process. And I give a few examples in my book about how uh, powerful the the mind is, and how it helps with the healing. Um, and and I give a few examples of some of my patients, where um, you know it's the 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 healing that came about when they were stimulated to to bring their subconscious mind into play. Uh, it's amazing. Let's just talk a little for a second. You said that you, you know, I, I want you to differentiate or define the difference between healing and curing because you said we can't do one thing, but we can do the other. So, you know, as as a neurologist, I, I see patients where I do know that the disease is incurable. Uh, we can we have no cure, for example, for MS, for stroke, for certain cancers, but we can heal the patients by caring for their soul we can we can touch them and and this is uh, it's just give you an example for uh, you know the, the the reason why I wrote the book was uh, inspired by one of my patients who has got multiple sclerosis a young young person uh, who had such a severe attack of the MS that she was paralyzed from the neck down uh, she was on a respirator the, from the neck down, she was totally paralyzed, and we did everything we could uh, to make her MS better, but she stayed that way. And after two months in the ICU, I, I talked to her, and I said, uh, Rita, uh, this is most likely the way you're going to stay for the rest of your life. If your heart should stop, what do you want us to do? Let the nature take its course, or what do you want us to do? And Rita, you know, she had tears in her eyes, and she said, you know, she picked up the words from the board, the alphabets, and she spelled out and said that if her heart should stop, she wanted a heart and a lung transplant. So I knew she was not ready to die. She She's a fighter. And so we continued to take care of her. And one day I was driving home, and I kept looking at her eyes. And so I, I for some reason, I just got off the expressway, went back to the hospital 
went to her room, took her hand in my hand, and I said, Rita, are you afraid to die? And and she started crying and said, yes. And I said, do you mind if I call the priest to talk to you? And she said, okay. And so Father Joe was still in the hospital. I talked to him, and he said, Dr. Katri, go home. I'll talk to you, Rita. And that was about 6 o'clock. At about 8 o'clock, he called me at home, and he said, you know, I had a long talk with the Rita, and she's at, at peace. And I said, okay. And at about 10 p.m., uh, the nurse called me and said, Rita passed away in her sleep. And I couldn't sleep that night. I, I was just thinking about what happened. And I realized that as a physician, I was trying to heal her physical being. And I neglected to, to touch her soul. I neglected to heal her soul, which the priest was able to do. Uh, and and let her go in peace, and and that really inspired me to say that you know as a physician, we we do our best to heal them physically, but in the process we sometimes forget to to touch them. We forget to heal their soul, which is so very important. Hmm. You sound like a pretty amazing doctor, and you know your patients are lucky to have you. So, you know, one of the questions I'm curious about is what degree should doctors become personally involved with their patients? Because it sounds to me that you are personally, you're pretty involved with your patients. So what's your opinion on that? I, I, I firmly believe that we need to know our patients well if we wanted to make them better. You know, in this day and age, uh, stress plays a very important role. In fact, stress is the cause of the root of most of the, 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 the illnesses that occurs in a patient. And unless we really sit down and talk with the patient and try and figure out what's really causing, what's the root of the problem, it is very difficult to treat them. For example, you know, I had a, a patient, 80-year-old patient, who had severe headaches. And he was seen by his primary care doctor and other physicians. They did extensive workup. They couldn't find the cause. And so they put him on narcotics. And so at home, he got up at night, he he was dizzy, and he fell down because of the narcotics, and he fractured his hip. And now he's in the hospital, so they asked me to come and see this patient. Uh, um, and so I sat down with the patient, and I said, uh, tell me, you, you, how long have you been having this headache since six months? And I said, anything happened six months ago? Uh, did you bump your head? Anything happened? He said, no. I said, so you got up at night to go to the bathroom. Is anybody else at home? What about your wife? And he, and he said, my wife died about six months ago. Aww. And I said, is anybody else at home? And he said, no. Do you have children? He said, no. I said, what do you do for meals? So I eat cereal three times a day. So mm-hmm. it doesn't take a genius to know as to why he's having headaches. So we mm-hmm. got the psychologist involved and we did some psychotherapy and he's better. So that's what I mean. You know, you in this digital age, uh, we bring the computer to the room to the patient, and the patient tells you, and you just keep typing everything, and then um, you kind of work off that, but you hardly look into the patient's eyes. You don't have the time. You don't even touch the patient. So that's what I mean. I think we need to really know the patient um, in order to try and help them. Uh, You know, when we have the computer in front of you, um, we, we don't even get to ask the patient, uh, how is their family? How is their wife, their husband? Uh, is, you know, did you lose your spouse of 50 years? 
all of these things matter. And, mm-hmm. and, and so in digital age, when we bring the computers and we try and, you know, bring the computer in between the patient and the doctor, uh, we lose something. And, and I'm know, sad to say that it's the, it's the soul of the doctor that we lose because the art of medicine is no longer there. It, it becomes very mechanical. Well, I love that you said that. Unfortunately, we're out of time for today, but I love that you said that because, you know, as you're speaking, I'm thinking if only all the doctors were like that, you know, I think the world would be very different because from what I understand and speaking to a lot of people who are very spiritual is they say that all disease starts in the mind and then manifests last in the physicality. So if we actually heal them from the mind and then, you know, you knew like what exactly what you're talking about, I think it's pretty powerful. And uh, wow. Unbelievable. So, Thank you, know, you so much. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and I think that's one of the reasons why some of the leading neurologists said that this book should be required reading for all medical students. I absolutely agree. And please tell everybody what the name of the book is because we're out of time for today, but it's where called, they can find it. Uh, it's Healing the Soul, Unexpected Stories of Courage, Hope, and the Power of Mind. And it's available on Amazon. Okay, um, perfect. Yeah. And healingthesoulbook.com is your website. And you can also follow Dr. Katri at Healing the Soul Book on Twitter. I'm Andrea Donsky. This is Naturally Savvy Radio on Radio MD. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Thanks for listening, everyone. Heal the soul. Stay well.